Hello, welcome back to episode 5 of the Boots Review. I'm Nathan King, your host, along with... Brandon Higley. Today we're going to be talking about the Sabres and how they're now in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, we're going to be talking about some spring training along with the pitch clock in action. Maybe some NFL news on uh, people that were traded or released, or not traded, but you know, where players could go down in the future. And we'll talk about the NBA because it was an interesting week. Yeah, um... Get the NFL out of the way, because there's not much to talk about. Not, Yeah, definitely not much. Uh, you know, there's a few free agents. Um, Bobby Wagner was just released, as you saw. Bobby Wagner, very decorated player, normally leads the league or is very close to tackles every year. I think he was still the highest-rated uh, linebacker from PFF last season. Yeah, so, like, Bobby Wagner, very efficient. Where do you think he's going to end up? Hmm. It's tough to tell. Like, everyone, a lot of people need a linebacker like Bobby Wagner, like, any team could use him. Any team could use him. It depends on the money, I feel. A lot of teams don't have the money for him this year. I think he signs with a big-time contender, though. Yeah, uh, getting late in his career. Um, he won with the Seahawks before, right? With the Legion of Boom? Yeah, Legion of Boom. But, they won their one, then they, you know. Yeah, but it's been a while, so I think he wants another ring. Who doesn't? Yeah, so. Or he can take a big payday. You never know. Yeah. But I could see him. Either he's going to end up on a big contender or a team that's missing a piece. So yeah, um, I could see the Chiefs. They always find a way, right? Um, I mean, he, who wouldn't take a pay cut to go play with that team? So yeah, no, I could. Fair enough. Yeah, the Chiefs definitely. The Chargers for some reason get a lot of people. I can see the Jets targeting him just because mm-hmm. Jets are their defense is pretty stout. Quinn and Quinton Williams are both studs. You know, Sauce Gardner played really well last year. So um, Baltimore, they always. Love their linebackers. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Needs a linebacker. I couldn't see him going to Pittsburgh. They have the money and they need a linebacker. So There's a few. Um, free agent-wise, we talked about Derek Carr previously. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. is a free agent. I think he's probably going to stay. Uh, Robert Woods, think he he's going to re-sign? I doubt it with that room right now. Probably not, no. Yeah, Bobby Trees. I'm not sure where he's going to end up. I know I don't think he's going to stay on the Titans. Maybe he goes back to the Rams, but they seem to be in rebuild. Um, I could see him going somewhere just like the Bears or somewhere small. I don't see him going to a big market team, but you never know. Maybe the Giants need a receiver. Yeah, the Giants definitely do need a receiver. I think Isaiah Hodgins was probably their best one last year. He got a good contract, which, I mean, it was well-deserved. He played well last year. Yeah, but that's not a guy you want as your number one. But he is a solid player. Yeah. No, um... Isaiah Hodges definitely stepped up. I mean, the Bills let him go. But I just feel like definitely for a number one, he's not who you want. The Bears, who's their number one right now? Would you count? Mooney, I think. Mooney, Claypool they traded for, which I'm still a little confused on. Yeah. He could go somewhere small like the Falcons maybe or somewhere like that. I could see him just getting the payday. Yeah. He's probably. older in his career. I don't think he's going to go to a contender. He could possibly maybe a reunion to the Bills, but they have no money. So. No, and I don't really think they want to get older at a position like receiver. Um, especially Josh Allen is in his prime. Um, this team, I think, believes that their window is still open. Mm-hmm. I don't think getting – like we saw they signed Cole Beasley last season. Getting older receivers for Allen in that room isn't going to – that's not what they need. They need a lot more uh, firepower, I think. No, definitely position. agree with that. Uh, I'm just looking at a few of them, uh, like just free agents. Still, you know, Jesse Bates is a free agent. 
Yeah, I've seen a thing where he might not be back in Cincinnati. Like, that's interesting. Do you think he leaves? I mean, I feel like they're so good, they're going to have to sign him. Yeah, but, like, they also are going to have to pay Burrow and Chase soon, too. T. Higgins needs paid. No, um, yeah, T. Higgins need pay, uh, needs paid. Burrow said he'd be willing to take a pay cut, though, so, like, I'm not super concerned in that nature. But uh, Jamar Chase will need paid. Jamar Chase will get paid big. Yeah. Um. Then they got edge guys that probably need paid soon. Hennessy and uh, Hubbard. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's been there his whole career. I think Mixon, when he becomes a free agent, is gone. Yeah, I don't think because running back's not a valuable position. We've talked about that a bunch. Like, especially when you're not like a top three guy at the position, mm-hmm. you can replace him. Like P. Ryan stepped in and did fine when Mixon was hurt this season. See, I think Jesse Bates resides, but if he doesn't reside, I could see him going to a big defense team. I could even see him like on the Patriots, somewhere of that nature. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get a huge payday either way. Mm-hmm. So. I just think a defensive like coach that. Don't think the Niners can get him, but the Niners are always in contention too. Yeah, um, Philadelphia will be. Cool they have season. so many, so much to worry about right now, though. Yeah, they're losing a bunch, so they're gonna have a lot more cap than they have. But I don't, I don't know the exact numbers or anything. That's just like going off of how many free agents they have. But yeah. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. He's gonna get traded. Yeah, that's what I was like. I, where do you think he's going? I don't know, man. Jalen Ramsey's a big time cornerstone. Had a bit of a down year. Had quite a bit of a down year, actually. Yeah. Um, I could see him. Oh, who needs a corner right now? I know a team that needs a corner. Well, <laughs> my Bills definitely need a corner, but we don't have money for Ramsey, and with I don't think they would, and I don't, I don't think the Steelers would go out and get him. They went out and got Mika. Yeah, I think again, I could see Ramsey going to another like team that has money that could contend or is a few pieces away. I wouldn't hate the Lions for them for Ramsey. I wouldn't either. I could I could see the Dolphins too, even though they have some young players there. I feel like it just seems like a fit that for him where he would go, especially with the he younger is so quarterback. Miami though, isn't he? Like, he is very Miami. The city of Miami. Just with his attitude. He's very Florida. Yeah. Kind of like when Gronk well, he's went. He's from Florida, isn't he? Yeah. He went to Florida State. So, that wouldn't be a bad option. He was really good at Florida State. Started as a true freshman. Yeah, he was a baller. And I late in his career, he's in his 30s now, I believe. I think he probably just turned 30, yeah. Yeah, I think. Still the, one of the best. I could see him with the homecoming, though. Go home, you know. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, especially if they want to go all in here. Soon. Mm-hmm. Um, a few. Uh, Jordan Poyer. Poyer. He's leaving for sure. Yeah, you he, he, he see what he said? Yesterday? No, I did not. What he said? He said, um, "Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind going to a team that doesn't ha- in a state that doesn't take half of my money." <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not hit like Buffalo's fault. New York is just tax heavy. Yeah. So you could probably see him going somewhere like Florida, Florida. or yeah, yeah. that's where a lot of players go because fit. of that. Yeah. That's why Tyreek originally signed. He was like, "I don't get taxed that much." Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could definitely see him going to like a Florida team, but I don't see him going to the Dolphins. I don't think he'd go to a rival. I don't know. I mean, all this talk about oh, we don't need Poyer. I mean, he might light a fire under him, you know. I, I mean, don't. I, I don't think we d- never said we can't afford. We don't have money for Poyer, and the problem is, it makes sense for us as he provided a lot, but that'd be us signing money for a thirty-three-year-old aging safety, you know. Yeah. 
Who I can definitely see him there though. Miami would be a good fit. For he was him. very injury prone this year. Very good player, but very hurt this year as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I just don't see us signing him for a, like I couldn't see him signing us. I know he cleared yeah, his Instagram and all that. Out of Buffalo. I love Poyer though, but I I hope wish him the best. But we'll see. Um. Clowney again, a free agent. He never gets a long-term contract. I don't think he's really that even that worth it at this point. No, he's been pretty overrated. Yeah. Um. Definitely not the career path you expect out of a number one consensus pick back in his draft class. He, I, he was so good in college though. That you had to draft him. I feel. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he he had a really good uh draft process, pre-draft process. That hit in the bowl game definitely didn't hurt. That that's ev- that's one of the biggest hits that everyone looks back in compilation. It's always that cloudy hit. Yeah, he just hasn't really put together his pass rushing ability in the NFL, which you kind of need now. Mm-hmm. Um, Julio's a free agent. I don't know where he'd sign. He's a lot older now. Not the Julio he was, but the main one, Saquon Barkley, is a free agent at running back. I think the Giants keep him. So do I. I think the Giants actually they. Give him whatever he wants because this is a guy that really, instead of like your quarterback, obviously, he's usually the centerpiece of your offense. It's Saquon Barkley. See, it's they're a team right now that uh, they're building up the future, and to lose any piece would just crumble apart. They need to keep their team together, keep the continuity, build the relationship. Maybe down the line when he's older, but right now, I think you keep Saquon, yeah, especially after the year he, he had. He still got it, obviously. He if. Geno Smith didn't do what he did. Like he obviously would have won comeback player of the year. Was Geno signed? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Geno's there. Um, I'm looking it up because I'm not entirely sure right now. I don't know if he got a contract yet. Uh, maybe not. He's in line to sign a two-year deal. Um, um, I, I feel like they need to sign him. His name's Eugene. Ew. But um, that makes sense. Ooh, Watts a free agent. Derek, that is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're bringing him. Yeah, Riley Reef, Riley Reef, um, yeah, there's a few. Okay, um, off that. Oh yeah, Tremaine Edmonds. Do you, where do you think he's going? Last one. This one's tough, cause Buffalo they said they're not gonna tag him. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need linebackers, and he's still way young. He's you still think very he, athletic. Think he could end up on your Steelers? I it'd be a good fit. Like any linebacker on the market right now would be a good fit for the Steelers because they don't have any. Like Miles Jack is okay, mm-hmm. but he can't lead that room. We See, saw that last year. I think Tremaine had one of his better years and was talked about even less than he was the years that I feel like he was playing worse. Matt Milano is clearly the best linebacker there, but it does hurt for us to get rid of him. That's kind of a blow. Yeah, but he's really young still. He's twenty five. Um, twenty twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, because we got him when he was like twenty two. Maybe even twenty one at that point. Um, you're twenty four right now. Yeah. Uh, Russo for the Bills, I think it could be a breakout star though. Well, yeah, especially he had a really when Von, good Miller year. Co- Von Miller comes back. He's he's really young too. He's just he's an athletic. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. He was really wrong, hard to get. They they're really good at player development though. Buffalo. That's yeah. Um, we've let some people go that we probably shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Wyatt Teller, Wyatt was, Teller was the big one. Was the yeah. big one that really hurts because we traded them for a fifth round pick. Draft them with a fifth round pick. Trade them for a fifth round pick. Yeah, I believe. Turn into one of the best guards in the NFL. <sighs> yeah, not something that we need. The issue with the Edmonds thing for the Steelers, um, 
Terrell's a free agent, and we reportedly we like lowballed him. So. Oh yeah. I don't know if he'll be back either. I would. I hope he is because he's very underrated at his position. He doesn't get talked about enough. He's reliable. He's consistently on the field. He's never hurt really. Um, makes tackles. Yeah, he's a solid safety. See, I thought he was rough his first few years, but I feel like he's kind of come into his own really, and he's definitely gotten a lot better at coverage. Yeah, he's a big part of the defense. Um, if we lose him, it'll hurt because that's another replacement we're going to need to find. Especially uh, since Minka got there, I think he's thrived. I think Minka helped his game a lot. Well, yeah, you have a veteran in there. He's definitely going to help him improve. Uh, and well, I, it's weird to call Minka a veteran, but he's just so good at what he does, you know? Yeah, I think he's just he's stud. Because Minka, Minka's. Well, he's the beast. He kind of is. He, I mean, he's played. How many years has he been in? At least four years I in think the he's NFL. He's younger right? than Edmonds. No, I know he is really young still, which is good. He's 26, actually. Yeah, I think Edmonds is older than that. Mm-hmm. He joined the Dolphins in 2018, so yeah, he's going into his fifth season. Mm. They were in the same draft class. Yeah, they were. Because Minka went to the Dolphins high in that draft. He was a draft as a corner. Edmonds, for where he was drafted, was good. We got Josh Allen in that draft, seven. And then 16, we got Edmonds. Yeah. Which, uh, Josh Allen, you know, maybe he worked out. No, I'm kidding. Josh <laughs> Allen definitely worked out. Tremaine Edmonds, still a great player. I just don't know if we're going to keep him around. That was the draft I wanted uh, Ruben Foster from Alabama. Yeah. We needed linebacker help, and he that, didn't work out. That that was the draft I wanted Josh Rosen. So Yeah, that was a bad beat. Yeah. I've never been so happy to be wrong. I actually told you I said Josh Allen was the best quarterback in the class. Yeah, but you also said Malik Willis was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this class. Dude, he is. You never know with these raw prospects. They either turn out or they're terrible. Yeah. It's I think it depends on the system they go into. Develop, yeah, development's a lot. a different system could be better still, but Tennessee's kind of a crap hole. I mean, I feel like that's what happened with Darnold a lot. Is Darnold, I feel, had talent coming in. And even Rosen, I feel, had talent coming in. But the system that they were in was so terrible that there yeah. was no way they developed. Um. I think the Browns ruined Baker Mayfield, too. And the Browns ruined a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, I thought, he played on that awful team. No receivers, no O-line. Joe Thomas, but They're other than that. 0-16 team, right? Yeah, yeah, 0-16. Rookie quarterback thrown in there. Had no shot out of the league after that. Yeah. And he was – Sean Kaiser was a good quarterback for a while. So. Yeah, he had a rough uh, junior year. His sophomore year was really good, though, I thought. Um, thought he was going to be a decent NFL player. Yeah, I thought he had a lot more potential than someone like Ian Book, but yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I didn't see. I I feel like he didn't get enough of a chance. I feel like Tim Tebow actually controversial got kicked out a little too early too. Yeah, he had his moments with Denver, and then he never really got another chance after they signed Peyton. He was rough, but he showed flashes of potential. Uh, especially in the playoffs when he actually played like clutch moments. He had the clutch gene. He just wasn't. Phenomenal for most of the game. Yeah. Um, but then Nate Peterman's been in the league for years now. So. <laughs> yeah. You never know. No, definitely not. Um. Okay, off the NFL. Um, spring training has begun. MLB. Um, we saw Reese Lee Machado signed an 11-year, 350 million dollar contract. The it goes till he's 42, 41. It's these long-term contracts in the MLB. All yeah. the time. Um, they're, like, kind of still a new thing. So, like, I guess we'll have to see 
how they pan out, like once those guys get into their forties, what it does to their uh, payroll situation. I don't know. Like we still have to wait and see. It's still an experimental thing. Cause like the Harper deal was probably like the first one where it was like double digit years for a lot of money. Like, and he's still in his prime. So we still got to wait a while to see how that kind of works out. How many years does Judge have left right now? Or he Judge, just, what he saw? He just signed a new one. So. It, it was over a decade, right? I don't know. I, I, th- I thought it was like seven or eight. Hey, I know it was a long-term deal. And then uh, is Otani signed? No, Otani's not signed, is he? Um, no, he's gonna be a free agent next year. Yeah. Okay, he's gonna be a free agent next year. He signed a nine-year deal. Uh, Judge did. Yeah. For yeah. Three, so three hundred sixty million. And um, I assume Trout signed for a while. Yeah, you would imagine, right? I'd hope so, but you see more than any other sport of these long-term deals. I mean, you see, I've seen a few in the NHL, like six, seven years now, but I feel like for the most part, you don't see many just like I'm going to give you ten years in any other sport, especially not the NFL. No, because that could change in a heartbeat. Yeah, quarterback tears his ACL, and now he's not any good. Well, best example, Todd Gurley, for a running back. He went from on top to being out of the league within three years. Le'Veon Bell, when he went to the Jets and got that money, he was bad. Uh, Antonio Brown was still a solid player, but uh, with his mental stuff going on, he got himself kicked out of the league. So Yeah, there's a lot of bad contracts in football because of that stuff. Yeah, uh, and that's why a lot of money isn't guaranteed. That's why the Sean Watson was crazy for that yeah, much that. money. Um, Past the Machado, I think Machado earned the contract, though. Stud. Yeah. Absolutely. Constant uh, MVP candidate. He's a beast. Yeah, I think he was top five last year, right? Top Was he top five? Yeah. I thought he was top, yeah. I thought he was top three. I can't remember, though. I think he was top three. Um, But, yeah, Machado definitely deserves the money. He's, uh, he's you know, pretty consistent, has been for his career, and he's definitely a piece that they want to keep around for long term. I think 11's a lot, though. Yeah, I think it just ensures that, like, they'll squeeze every last ounce of baseball they can get out of him, which... I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's wow. Fine. So uh, Machado's thirty right now and just signed the eleven year. Yeah, he'd be forty one then. That's actually pretty shocking that they signed him for that much. But I guess if you want to keep him baseball with no salary cap, you can kind of get away with that. That's a big part yeah. with the NFL as long as too. The owner's willing to spend. You can do whatever you want. The Mets, uh, <laughs> definitely the best example. Um, yeah, no, I can't wait for baseball though. Um, you're watching the Pirates currently, I believe. How's that going? Rough. Rough, what's the score? Five nothing. Five nothing, Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um. Yeah, I'm excited though. Uh, my Cardinals are on right now, playing the Mets, as we just talked about uh, the Mets. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited though, and um, the Braves Red Sox, seeing the pitch violation, uh. Ended in a violation with bases loaded in the ninth in a close game. How do you feel about this pitch Stupid. clock? I hate it. I, it rushes baseball. I feel anxious watching it. It hurts. Yeah, like and it's so sped up. That's not how the game is meant to be played. No, especially late game when it's a close game. Nail biter. You have fans go there, and the fans are watching, waiting for something spectacular. Bases loaded, and it ends with a violation. That nobody's paying to see that. Nobody's no. turning the game on to see that. Anyone that goes and watches baseball, like most people disagree with it. If you go and watch a baseball game, you're there for the experience. You know, yeah. it's a lot more than just the baseball game, and it it throws everyone off. I mean, maybe it'll adjust to, maybe it'll bring more small ball baseball, but I feel like I don't like it. It kind of ruins the integrity. A lot of these changes have kind of ruined baseball. Yeah, it's stupid. 
Um, I know a big thing for us that, like, when we play, coach always, like, harps on separate each pitch individually, um, take your time, and kind of, like, analyze what just happened. Yeah. That doesn't – that takes a lot longer than eight seconds to do. Like, you got to step out, take your time, man. No, eight seconds is crazy for a batter to get back in the box. And I feel like, as previously said, it just takes a lot away from the sport of baseball and what the game is. I feel like the rules can get changed after this year. I hope so. I guarantee it. With all the backlash it's already received, I feel like they're just going to – they're not going to get rid of it immediately, but I feel like they're going to raise the time. You almost have to. Yeah. The Uh, people that like it are not really guys that, like, would sit down and watch a game of baseball, like – it's just, it's not my thing. It was thing. fine the way it was. Yeah. <coughs> Baseball had a marketing thing, not a game thing. That yeah. was never the problem. Right. And I mean, you, if you don't, if you don't like baseball and you're not going to watch a game anyway, that's not going to move the ticker for you. you no. Speeding up by a half hour. No, I, I mean it's more action, yes, but at the same time, it takes away from what you go there to see. Yeah. And with people sped up, it's not people playing their game; it's playing. Whatever they whatever they're playing with the pitch clock, yeah. Everything you learned growing up completely changed. Yep. Um, I think that's it for baseball. Um, a little bit of um, we'll go to hockey right now. Sabers, Sabers had an absolute stinker when I came over and watched against um Toronto. Yeah, uh, that was the point where I was like, all right, well, I don't think I could be too mad because. They've had a pretty good year, and like even if they don't make the playoffs, this season's success. Yeah, we were, but we were disappointed, obviously, in the moment. Yeah, and then they turned around and said, three "Got straight against three good teams." Three good teams, yeah. Tampa on the road, Florida on the road, Caps at home. We had in two hat tricks in those games as well, I believe. Tage Thompson had a hat trick, and Cousins had a hat trick last night, I believe. Yeah, uh, or not last night, last afternoon. It was like one o'clock, right? One o'clock game. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Tage also scored yesterday and got to 40 goals on the year. Yeah, 40 goals on the year. First 40 goal score since Skinner did it in 18, I think. That in there's a lot of season left still. Oh yeah, I think there's um, 25 ish. Mm-hmm. Not that's not the exact number, but it's around there. Uh, that Tage contract is just working out more and more every day. Yeah. No they, steal. Oh yeah, they got their stuff together. Uh, are they in the playoffs right now? Uh, no, because the Pens did end up beating the Lightning last night, so they're a point out, but they have a game in hand. So Aren't they a few? They've played less games, though, haven't they? Yeah, one less. They have one game in hand. One game in hand. Okay, yeah, so if they win, the they're Pens. in. But they have, I believe they have five games in hand on the Islanders, and they're only three points back from them. Yeah, see. So, I mean, they would play five more games than the Islanders would. They'd only have to win two of those. Yeah, well, they're, they're kind of hot right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have no, to be I think excited. all the other teams are starting to fall off, though. A lot of teams Buffalo are falling off. Buffalo and Detroit are starting to heat up. Florida's heating up. Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Islanders are all like. Capitals have been on a little bit of a slump, haven't they? Yeah. So have the Penguins. So have the Islanders. I yeah, New York. Uh, or yeah, the Islanders have struggled a little bit uh, as of recent. But I I wasn't expecting them to get a Lightning win. Lightning are a very good team. We never can find a way really to beat those guys. Like we've been up two goals in the third period on them multiple times this year and they've blown the lead and lost either in regulation or overtime or a shootout. Mm-hmm. Just frustrating, but it's cool to see we found a way to finish that one off in overtime. See, and okay, so 
Uh, the lightning game was obviously close. Awesome overtime goal. Who got the overtime goal? Ilya Labushkin, his first of the year. Yeah, first of the year to win in overtime against a good team, which is awesome. He's like he's one. Of, he's our enforcer, D man. He doesn't do much with the puck, but he does his job. He does it well. Mm-hmm. That was awesome to see. And then I think the shorthanded ca- too. Shorthanded. So yeah, really impressive, which is awesome. That one was close. That one was a nail biter. But um, other than that, the Capitals and Panthers were pretty convincing wins. Yeah, their goal scoring looks to be back on par. Seven goals against the Caps without Darlene and Tuck, who didn't they didn't play. Yeah, and Darlene is Darlene will be back soon. Tuck went on the IR, so hopefully he gets better soon. But yeah, that's a huge loss. No, definitely a big loss. But their morale seems to be high right now. They're winning games, and that's really all you can ask for. Anderson's playing pretty good in net, but the other two not so much. He scored. I think he just got the record for oldest player to have fifty saves in a game. Yeah, he's a brick wall out there. Game he had. And yeah, how old is he? Forty one right now. Yeah, it, but I'm serious though. Like if they if I had to if they have to win a game to get in the playoffs, that's who I'm starting. Yeah, he's their best goalie. No, if only we had him in his prime. I know. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be our franchise goalie if he wasn't 41 years old. If he wasn't 41 years old, the problem is with with him right now is our team just with average age. Our team would be so young if he we didn't have him. We are very young, still the youngest in the league, I believe. Yeah. With him on the roster, without him, we drop a few years as well. So. Yeah, and we're loaded with assets even that aren't in the NHL right now. Like our AHL guys and our guys in the CHL, OHL. We have a good pool right now. Oh, my God. One of the best. Which is, yeah. We got, we got a ton of draft picks. I think a lot of three second-rounders coming up this year. I think Tage has really come out to show that he's, like, the leader, though, right now. Um, I feel like him and Darlene are really setting a big example. Yeah. Um, Tage just elevates everyone's play that he's around. Mm-hmm. Especially when they start to focus on him and he lets other people get open. You can't really stop that line. No, that really good line. We have a really Skinner good, has been red hot too lately. Our second line's been pretty well, or pretty good as well. Um, is Cousins on our second line? Yeah, right? it's I, Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn. Yeah, Quinn's been great. Lately. Quinn's been great. Um, Cousins, like I said, just had a hat trick. Um, first I think ever. first hat trick of his career. He's still a very young player. It looks like a kid still. He, he is young. Yeah, so I think it's. I don't know. I think it's really cool to have these young players. I, I say Owen it every Powers week. But into his own as well. Owen Powers was played extremely well. Um, you watch him play. Like I've said this before, he he looks like he's a ten year vet out there, but he's what twenty one. He's only twenty one. I think he's twenty. He's he's absolutely incredible. We're gonna be good for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. Owen Powers is definitely coming his own. Uh, Anderson's old. How do you say? Is, is it? The other Uko Uko Pekalukin. Yeah, him. Uko Pekalukin. Uh, I cannot UP. say it for the life of me. Yeah, UP. Yeah. I just want to learn how to say it. But anyway, um, you know, he's been inconsistent a little bit this year, but when he plays well, he's or like when he plays well, he's looks like a really good goalie. Yeah, he either steals a game for you or he just implodes. Yeah. Lately so, he's been imploding. He hasn't been playing very well lately. But I think with with experience he's gonna get more consistent. We can sure hope so at least. Yeah. We have a guy in college right now that's looking to be, like, our best goalie prospect since Ryan Miller, though. Mm-hmm. At Northeastern, Devin Levi. He's, like, one of the – I think he's one of the only three college goalies in the last couple decades to have a save percentage above a certain mark. It was, like, him, Connor Hellybuck, and Ryan Miller. So Really? I mean, he's, he's really good. And really young, too, I assume, right? Yeah, I think he's a – junior or senior in college 
Yeah, so, wow. Um, speaking of which, uh, talk about, you know, the players. I feel like the Sabres have a good developmental system now. Like, we've been elevating, like, players. We've been taking players from teams that maybe were playing average or so, and now we've really elevated a lot of these players to play at their best. Yeah, I think the best example of that is when we got Tyson Yost off waivers from mm -hmm. Colorado. He wasn't really playing, like, that many minutes or a significant role with them because, obviously, they're so loaded, like, defending cup champs. He's only 24, former first-round pick. We bring him in to be our third-line center. He's elevated that line, too. He's elevated the play of uh, Middlestat and Olsson. I think we have good think, centers. Yeah, our centers are fine. Um, I like Krebs. Yeah, Krebsy, love that dude. He's energetic. He's <laughs> He'll fight anybody at yeah. any time. Yeah, it, fights have kind of died out a lot in the, the hockey, I feel. Like, you see them still, obviously, more than other sports. Uh, I feel like they've died off a little, but it's cool to see a player that just will put his put his nose anywhere and just, you know, throw a yeah. punch, get the energy off he if needed. He our guys. Yeah. They used to be Cousins, but Cousins started to get, like, really, really, really good, so he has to settle down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, you want someone that can back you up completely, yeah. like, at all times, someone that has your back. It speaks it speaks numbers, speaks volume. Yeah, that, so. it's such a great locker room. I don't even – if they would, if they didn't add anybody at the trade deadline, I wouldn't be that mad. No, like the vibes are just so good right now. It's a family, and that's what you want in a locker room. Yeah. They love each other, and that's you know, you want a team that has good continuity like that, and that they, even outside of hockey, they do everything together. Yeah, I like the way they did it. Like, they uh, this started when all these guys were in Rochester, and they all they brought them all up together. Like they didn't bring them up one by one. Like they brought them up in groups. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of helped develop. They share each other's successes. Yeah. One gets better, the others get better. They kind of, they're all helping each other elevate to their best play. At the beginning of the year, I think Olofsson, I thought Victor Olofsson was a lost cause, and he's still not great defensively, but career high in goals this year because Tyson Yost is on his line. Yeah, no, um, Olofsson, he definitely showed, I feel like a few years ago, he was playing phenomenal. Um, I feel like he's slowed down a little, but I feel like this year with goal scoring, he's definitely done really well. Yeah. Watching a few times, I feel like defense has been suspicious at time for the team, but I feel like that comes with the lack of experience. Yeah, they're pretty raw on the D. Um, <laughs> Owen Power and Darlene are like <laughs> they're like the only two solid guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, Darlene as a defender, uh, <coughs> Darlene great on D. Um, he's killing it this year, and he's obviously deserves first line. I feel like in future, I mean, I I think later in his career he could end up being like a top five player. I think he's already top fifteen, top twenty, top fifteen for yeah, me. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, I think Power will end up being his partner eventually, but right now splitting them up is probably the best option for the team because those are the only two guys that are like competent. Mm -hmm. Oh, as defensively, Darlene knows where he's got going. His moments, he's just. I don't know. Inconsistent for me. Yeah. Um. On to oh, just got a trade. Sorry. Oh, there is a trade. Okay. Trade last night. Timo Meyer got traded to the Devils from the Sharks. Really? Um. I have not looked at any hockey trades since last night. <coughs> the Devils got <clears throat> Meyer, um, along with Timur Ibrahimov, uh, Scott Harrington, and Santeri. Um, Hataka. Hmm. They also got goalie Zachary Edmund in a 2024 fifth rounder. 
Sharks retain 50% of Meyer's salary because he will be a free agent this offseason, I believe. So they took on a lot of that hit. Yeah, and New Jersey's going all in. And uh, the Sharks got the Jersey first-round pick this year, defenseman Shakir, Muka Hamadoulin. Tupac. And Nikita Okotiok. <laughs> they also got Andreas Janssen and Fabian Zetterlin. So what grades would you give this trade? Oh, they also got a second-round pick. Um, okay. I think the Devils did pretty well here because – Obviously, they got Timo Meyer for their playoff run. He's a 30-goal scorer, mm-hmm. talented forward. But I don't think Sharks lost yeah, it, though. Don't sleep on the Sharks because they got a first, a second. They got some young guys. Um, they weren't going to be able to keep him anyway. He's not. He wasn't going to re-sign with the Sharks. So I think they did pretty well here for what they could have got. Could have been a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse out of the Sabres. So. Where, what's the Sharks standing <coughs> right now? Um, not great. I didn't think they were playing well. I mean, they made the – actually, it would be a while now, I guess. Uh, I think it was 2016 they made the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, they lost to the Pens, right? Yeah, because the Pens were obviously for – the whole 2010s were a very solid team. Yeah. And a uh, very good team. Sharks are seventh in the Pacific. Okay, not terrible. It's, no, um, that's not good. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, that is – never mind. My bad. I don't know what they are in the West, but I guess they would be – Not high. <laughs> So third, yeah, third to last. So to last. all they did, they got assets for the future, I guess, with first round pick and everything. They're not really going all in. They need to <coughs> kind of build more of a roster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a good reset for their franchise here. Yeah, they're eighteen and thirty right now. Not great. Yikes. But, yeah, I think both teams did well though. Yeah. No. Um. Any specific grades you'd give them? Uh, the Devils, I would give probably a B plus, just because mm-hmm. it's another really good, talented forward to add to that rotation. I mean, they're loaded. Sharks, you give them a B plus too. I mean, yeah, I think it was a pretty equal trade. Obviously, you'd like to try to re-sign Timo Meyer, but he wasn't going to stay because they're so bad. Yeah, get some value for him. Yeah, Sharks are um, or not Sharks, Devils are second in the Metropolitan right now. Thirty-nine wins, fifteen losses, pretty much complete opposites. Yeah. Uh, gonna compete. Their last ten, they're seven, two, and one, so they're pretty hot right now too. They're a good team. Yeah. So all they're doing is adding stuff. They're add more players, get more wins. Pretty tight metro. I think they're three points back at Carolina right now. Yeah, Hurricanes are playing really well. Um, Rangers were with them, but the Rangers have kind of been. Yeah, they're six points back now, which is only three games, but. Yeah. It's getting late. And the Capitals three seven yeah three seven and zero in their last ten, that's tough. Yeah, Pittsburgh five five and zero in their last ten. Um, Detroit's getting hot though. That's a team that I'm worried about for the Sabers' sake is the Red Wings because they're playing really well. Yeah, with Sabers are playing really well. <coughs> um, it's nice to see that we have a chance. Yeah, I mean it, it sounds it's still alive. Doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, eventually in the future, I think it's not even going to be a chance. They're going to be in the playoffs every year, pretty much. And just right now, with their age, I feel like it to break the drought's a big thing. Once you get that off your back, you know, you can move forward and not even worry about the playoffs because you'll just be making the playoffs. Right. That happened with the Bills, so. Yeah, you you have to get – I don't know. It's kind of it, – it's a stain on them right now. Yeah. And you have to get rid of that before you can move forward. And I think the main thing is just break that drought this year. Finally. it doesn't. I don't even care if they lose first round. 
No, I think they'll compete if they do get in, though. I don't yes. think it'll be just a pushover sweep. Like, I think the Sabres will at least take a game or two from whoever they play, either the Boston Bruins or the Carolina Hurricanes. But, I mean, I'll be upset when they lose, obviously, just because it's my team. But I feel like, you know, afterwards I'm not going to be too disappointed. No matter what happens from now to the end of the year, this year's already a success for them. Yeah. They've taken that leap. They've shown they can be in playoff contention at this point of the year, which is all I asked of them entering the year. It's been a fun year so far. Crazy, though, that uh, their goal differential is plus 17. All the other wildcard teams, their next highest is plus 9. Really? Yeah. Pretty I mean, crazy. When they score, they score a lot. They, It's just certain games they're really on, certain games they're really off. So um, they'll either score seven or score two. They're actually first in the Eastern Conference in goals for. 220 leads the East. Really? They give up a lot, though. 203, which is near the top, right? Near the t- It's about middle of the pack. You'd want it to see that be less if you're going for a playoff spot. Uh, the only team that with more goals in the NHL actually is Edmonton, two hundred and thirty. Yeah, that's expected. Edmonton has two the best player of all time. Yeah, and maybe the second best player on the planet as well. Yeah, so I mean Edmonton. Imagine not being the best on your team but being second in the league. Mm-hmm. That goes to show. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna go check them out Monday though. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game to watch. Uh, no, we're I'm going. Ex- I'm pumped. are going to watch the Edmonton Buffalo game. Yeah, first Sabres game in person. Yeah, it'll be it's it's good time. I'm excited for you to go. No, I've never been. Gonna be a great time. Uh, yeah, excited for that. Um, I got another interesting stat about the Sabers here. Okay, unbelievable how good they are on the road compared to at home. Is it that bad? At home, they're twelve, fifteen, and two on the year. On the road, nineteen, eight, and two. Huh, that's weird because I feel like Buffalo fans have been showing out. They have been. It's, um, yeah, I think they lose like. A lot of the midweek games where the crowd's not as big. But the crowd's not as big in midweek games in a lot of arenas. Like, it's just tough to get Hockey's to. Hockey's not as big as the other major sports. It's just tough to get to a game on, like, a Tuesday night, too, you know? Everyone works. Yeah. And most people. But, like, most of the event games, like the Ryan Miller game or all the go-ahead games on the weekends that mm-hmm. are sold out, they usually do very well in those games. I think they're 7-1 and one in the go-ahead games. Okay. Where they wear the go-aheads. Which, just funny, but yeah. pretty cool though. No, I mean, yeah, fans will obviously get out. <coughs> I feel like as they get better, more fans are just going to show up. I mean, that's normally how it works. Yep, big game tomorrow. We got to win because Columbus is bad. Yeah, hockey night on ESPN Plus tomorrow. Sabers at Columbus. Yeah, um, look out for that one. Last time the Sabers played at Columbus was the Tage Thompson five goal game. Wait, that game was fun. That was awesome. Tage just unbelievable right now. <clears throat> Um. Okay. Any more hockey trades news? I think that's it. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, before we go to the NBA, I'm gonna talk quickly. Uh, because it was big news. Um, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I feel like we have different opinions on this fight. Yeah. Um. You're a big Jake Paul guy. I thought the knockdown would is what would have done it for Jake Paul, but Tommy did control the fight. I will say he. Uh, Threw more shots. He landed more shots. The percentage wasn't as high, but it was still really close. I think it was thirty-one to twenty-nine percent in shots landed. Yeah. So the big difference was, um, yeah, uh, thirty thirty-one percent for Jake for his total punches and um, shots landed. Twenty-nine percent for Tommy. But difference is throughout the fight, 
Jake landed 49 punches, mm-hmm. while Tommy landed 88. Yeah. Um, I think Tommy found a really good way to tire Jake Paul out. You know, he didn't just stand there and let Jake um, throw bombs at him. He made Jake move around the ropes. Um, he looked tired. Like, yeah. he was clinching a lot, and I feel like that was a big part where I had Tommy because it was a lot of clinching every time Tommy got in the groove. Yeah. But the big rounds for me would be uh, the fourth and sixth round. Where the fourth round, uh, Jake Paul two two strikes landed. Uh, Tommy thirteen. Yeah, he. Um, I think he owned him in the first two rounds as well. The first two rounds, it was eight to six. I feel like there were bigger hits though. Yeah. And I definitely, Jake hadn't seen that before. I feel I'd never like an actual boxer. It, it made him like wake up. And I feel like Jake has a pretty good jaw. Actually, good fighter. I think that's what I can take from this. I think these guys are so evenly matched that it was hard to decide. Like. They were almost the same fighter. Like, these guys are just mm-hmm. as good as each other, I think. Nine out of ten. If you fight ten times, they probably split. I think Jake five. has more power. Yeah. I think Tommy is a lot more technically better. Yeah, he, he's he, got like, more experience with his family being the royal boxing family. But I mean, he's boxed since he was six. But uh, just, like, uh, seeing Jake, I don't know if you saw it, but the uppercut that Tommy landed real big. Like, landed a really big uppercut yeah, on Tom. Or or Tommy landed on Jake and Jake it pretty good jaw, you know, seemed unfazed. It obviously would hurt, but I feel like uh pretty good jaw. He just needs to get <coughs> I think he'll improve. He needs to just more endurance, uh more tactical. He seems scared at points, I feel. Like just moving and everything. Yeah. And especially the clinching. Uh Fury in the sixth round outlanded Jake Paul seventeen to seven, which was another big one. Yeah. Uh the knockdown was big. I just think that um I don't know. I feel like even with the knockdown, I feel like it was just he outlanded by so much that it was that you couldn't really call it. Yeah. Super close. They both lost a point. I think the um, Tommy elbows to the head. Jake um when they were clinching and Jake hit Tommy in the back of the head right. as well. So they both lost a point. Even there, didn't really mean much. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't have been shocked if it went either way. No, but definitely not. It was maybe not. the most even fight I've seen out of Jake Paul. Yeah, what like I said, pressure builds diamonds. I feel like uh, he's gonna be back. Like he's gonna come back even better. And as much as I don't like the guy, he has shown, especially fighting someone in an elite boxing family. I mean, Tyson Fury's probably the best boxer on the planet. If yeah, not, he's right up there. Yeah, he's. I found out he's six nine. I didn't know that. He's big, yeah. yeah, but uh, it's an elite boxing family, and Jake held his own pretty well to the point where a lot of people even said it should be a split decision. For him to stand in there in the last round and get a knockdown showed a lot of guts out of him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a good fight. Um, I thought Tommy won. You thought Jake won. But at the end of the day, I feel like if they fought again, it would still be pretty evenly matched. And Yeah, like I said, I mean, they could fight ten times and go 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Yeah, well, FC, I think that they could fight again. I believe that there was a rematch clause if yeah. Jake lost. I feel like I think it was if if Tommy lost, there was no rematch clause. But if Tommy won, there was a rematch clause for them to fight again. I think they're going to. Yeah, they'll definitely run it back. Maybe even more than once. We'll see. It depends on who wins this next one, I guess, if they do run it back. It was it was fun, though. I watched it. Uh, yeah, streamed it a little bit. And I thought it was a pretty solid fight. Uh-huh. Um. To the NBA, there are a few. Uh, let's talk about our Chicago Bulls first. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev effect. <laughs> yeah, they look so much better, don't they? It doesn't even matter if he has a lot of stats. Just the energy and hustle that he brings to the team, it 
speaks volumes for every team he's gone to. I think Patrick Beverly is going to be a really good assistant coach someday. Yeah. Because he knows his, like, everything about defense. Patrick Beverly's on top of it. Like, he infuses energy into them on defense. He infuses, like, motivation into, like, Levine and DeRozan, too. Like, he said when he got traded there, he said, I'm going to be on Zach Levine's ass. He Well, he's a Chicago guy, and um, I don't know. Coming from his hometown, he wants to win, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he wants to win. Obviously, for his hometown, he's always brought a lot of energy. And he, p- people are saying like, oh, he talks the most for like being a mid player, but I feel like he does his role exactly how he's supposed to do his role and brings the energy that he's supposed to. Yeah, he's aware that he's not a superstar, but no, but as a, as a defender, he's he's annoying. Yeah, as that's the exact word. Pe- he doesn't pe- get tired. No, people hate playing against him because he's a pest. And he does his role so well, and he makes players work hard. So I feel like that's been a big part. I mean, they weren't great teams. I mean, the Bulls had two straight convincing wins, though. Um, you know, they actually was a really big win against the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominative. Yeah, absolutely dominant. But I believe they just beat, was it the Wizards? I believe they just beat the Wizards. It was 102-82, yes. Beat Still the Wizards. Held him to 82 points. Yeah, held him to 82 points. Well, he didn't have his best game. He pushes everyone else. And uh, DeMar played well, 29 points. Uh, Levine, Levine has been. Right? Levine's played real well, yeah, 27. <coughs> Patrick Beverly, 0. One, though, who had 17 points? Kobe White. Hmm. He's. He'll do that every now and then. He can Only score. Like two he just, lost 20. Um, Io ran around. <coughs> 22 minutes. Zero rebounds, zero points, one assist. But <laughs> we miss Lonzo really bad. We miss Lonzo a lot. Caruso, Caruso's been disappointing. Yeah, like yeah, he gets all the talk and everything. But I feel like that, like last year, he played really well. But he he creates a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big Caruso guy. I was, and now I don't know. He just hasn't meant a lot for us. He, I haven't been a big Vooch guy. I was when we first got him, and then recently, I just haven't been. No. Um. Yeah, I say this off season restart. Yeah, I, they're, they're just so average. Mm-hmm. They're not good at a lot. And we have aging players with DeMar DeRozan. Vooch is actually, I believe, getting over pretty old. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I think he's nearing 30, if not 30. He's way over 30. He is over 30. How old is Vooch? Um, I don't know. It's, they're old right now, and they need to get a lot younger. If they want to succeed, they don't have much of a future right now, and their draft picks. He's thirty-two. Yeah, their draft picks haven't been great. I mean, Patrick Williams. Yeah, that was kind of a reach. A big um, reach. Didn't like the Dalen Terry pick because he hasn't no. even seen NBA action really yet this year as a first-round pick. I feel like our best center this year has been Drummond. Yeah, Drummond's actually had kind of a resurgence almost. But he hasn't even been getting a lot of minutes recently, and I don't get it. He should be. Um, other than that, other than our Bulls, oh, Lonzo, also news came out about Lonzo not returning this year for sure, and that uh, doctors just don't know what's going on, which is a big concern for yeah, Bulls fans. I'm starting to get worried about it. I've already been worried. It's it's just rough to see. Um, the Lakers have been winning games without yeah. AD or LeBron playing well. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they combined, AD and LeBron combined for 25 total points, and they won a game convincingly. They were up 25 at one point. I think, like, when you have Westbrook in there with those two, there's only one ball, and the ball can only be shot so many times by each of them. Yeah. 
I don't think these big threes are really. They don't really. Do That's it. the problem. Is the big three? Okay, for example, let's go back to like what people would call like one of the first big threes. When you go back and you see Pippen, you see um, Jordan. Yeah. Well, um, you have Pippen and Jordan who can both score, obviously. And then you have Dennis Rodman, who wasn't a big scorer, averaged nine points per game as a Hall of Famer. Only two play Hall of Famers um, have averaged under 10. That being, um, oh, I think it was Ben Wallace. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Ben Wallace obviously did his job just like um, I can't. Rodman. Dennis Rodman did. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to have a big three, just like. With Paul Pierce and everything, they had Rondo on that team that could distribute or distribute the ball. You need someone that can actually just not. That's only role is not scoring. I mean, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, James Harden didn't play a lot together, but they were all scorers. Harden at least has developed into a more passing. Yeah, I think he's point a really good fit for the Sixers. Yeah, uh, the Mavericks keep losing. They've been a little <coughs> rough. Uh, but Lakers have actually been winning now that they've gotten rid of Russ, and it's not Russ's fault. Russ has actually been balling for the Clippers. Yeah, he's still a good player. But I, it's just, it just doesn't work out when you have players that are all so similar. You need players that are different and have their own separate roles. Mm-hmm. You can't all play the same role and expect to win. Yeah, especially in that market, people get on you and starts to get to your head. Katie hasn't played yet for the Suns. No, is he still hurt? He is a little bit. I believe he's set to return against the Bucks. Yeah, I believe he's set to return against the Bucks, or maybe the game after that was the um. What the public was saying, the media. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited to actually see that. We'll see how it works out because a lot of them are scorers too. But they have Chris Paul, and Chris Paul elevates everyone. Right. He's played with some pretty good point guards, I will say. He's he's played with Kyrie. He's played with Steph. Um, just some Ross, good players Ross, in general. Huh? Yeah, Ross. He's about to play with Chris Paul. Uh, just players in general. I, he's played with Harden. He's played with um. Clay. LeBron, Clay, it's he's had talent around him, and I don't know. I feel like he just leaves a lot though, too much in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, you can't deny him as probably the best scoring big man ever. I mean, you can say he's not a big man. He's seven foot, and his shot is beautiful. And he's one. He has that it factor. He's one of those players that hits a shot in your face, has no emotion, just. Jogs back. Yeah, I've always felt his demeanor was really like unique, but like weird, you know. He he's just so routine. He's in there to do his job. He does it and then goes home. Yeah, not real flashy ever. No, and there's nothing wrong with it. But that Durant, his jumper is so smooth. Yeah, it's butter. It's butter, but you can't defend that. How are you supposed to defend someone on the perimeter? Okay, inside he's seven foot. Right. Outside, well, obviously, he's, he's always seven foot, but inside, he has the height, obviously, to finish in there. But how are you supposed to get him on the perimeter as a smaller guard? And he's quick. Like, he's fast. Yeah. Um, so, he blows right by you, too. Like, because he can, he's one of the best shooters I've seen, but if he hits the pump or whatever, you're jumping because he's seven foot. He'll shoot over you if you don't jump. He'll go right around you, dunk it. Yeah. It's, he's, he's an alien. He's so great. But,. I don't know. We'll see once he returns. Uh, Lakers have played a lot better since the trade. Um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell has actually been balling. Yeah, that's a good move, I think. Yeah. Because um, he, he's actually taken a backseat in he, Minnesota before he went to L.A. So oh, I think yeah. he understands that role now. Minnesota is got, has had so much star power. The problem is they just don't match. 
And their second string, like, their bench is just terrible all around for the most part. They have their big guys there. Um, yeah, uh, with Gobert and Cat, obviously great players and great player, but it's just they have a lot of scorers, and it just doesn't work. And especially Cat playing on the same in the same lineup as Gobert, it just doesn't work out because they do a lot of the same thing. Cat can <coughs> shoot, but I mean, I'm not a big fan of the two center lineup either. It ruins spacing. If they were on like say one was on the bench or come came off at six man, it'd work a lot better. Yeah. And if a team runs small ball against you, you're screwed. It's not even that they've been, like, people with their talent, they should be, like, a top team, but they don't even make playoffs most year. Yeah, I don't think. Has Towns ever played a playoff game? I don't believe so. If so, he's played, like, a series. Yeah, like maybe on a low seed probably. But he's soft. Let me look, actually. Um, Other news while you're looking at that, um, 14 straight wins for the Bucks with Giannis out in a few of those. I think they they have to be up there for your favorites in the East. Maybe the not your favorites, but the Bucks, Bucks, Celtics, obviously are up there. I don't have the Sixers just because they never have playoff success. I do. I, I like the Sixers because of the addition of James Harden, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's coming into his own. I like Maxey. In previous years, I think Tobias Harris has been having to become their third option. I mm-hmm. don't think that's the case anymore. I think he can just kind of do his thing. He's like their fourth or fifth scoring option now. So you got obviously Embiid, you got Harden, you got Maxi. So, but I don't think Tobias Harris is that guy. So, no, a few years ago he was a lot better, but right now he's just not it. Um, but I just, I just until they prove it to me, I can't have the Sixers coming out of the East. The Bucks have had success, and they've really only gotten better. Uh, I feel like Middleton is still extremely underrated. Drew Holiday extremely underrated. Mm-hmm. All star, right? Yeah. So it's. I feel like the Bucks have a chance. I feel like the Celtics. Celtics have a very good roster. Tatum's still very young. Jalen Brown's a stud. Marcus Smart's still pretty good. Um, Robert Williams third, really good. They're, yeah. The, the uh, can't ever count out the Boston Celtics. No. Ever. Especially historically, you definitely can't. Um. Yeah. I don't hate the Cavaliers either. Uh, I don't think they're going to obviously come out of the East, but, I mean, that's a team that could make some noise. Again, I feel like in a few years they'll be so good, but yeah. I've always liked Jarrett Allen. And yeah. for him to stay around, like, he's one of the consistent pieces that have been there, has been really good. Garland's a great scorer, and he can dish the ball out quite well. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell's obviously their number one option. Donovan Mitchell's amazing. Yeah. Love watching his game. Don't forget about Evan Mobley. Either. Evan Mobley, very underrated as well. It's just, Yeah. I feel like yeah. they're good. Who's the starter we missed? Is it's Okoro? Isaac Okoro. I thought it, it, he's starting for them, I believe. I yeah, think he's their... Solid player. Yeah. Yeah, that's their... Three. Yeah. But I feel like they're young, and I feel like you can't count them out yet. Um, they're going to be a problem for the next while. Yeah. And they're this all, they're season... so young all around. Yeah. Even Jared Allen's still pretty young. He's 27-ish. He, I just love... I remember a few years ago, he was blocking like all the stars, Durant, LeBron, Giannis... Yeah. And you don't see those players get blocked often, only a handful of times. He's one of the best rim protectors in the league. Yeah, and that's why I like Jarrett Allen. He's a he's a pretty good peer just center, and you don't see a lot of him anymore. Yeah, like he's one of those guys that can have success at the big man position without being able to shoot. Mm. This draft is a big one for the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wemby, obviously, is the um, big sweepstake everyone's going about, but don't count out Scoot Henderson as well. Right. 
Scoot Henderson, a very great prospect, and would go number one in almost every draft besides, you know, besides Wemby, Wemby, LeBron drafts like that. But I feel like don't count out Scoot, and obviously Wemby's supposed to be great. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about these really skinny, though, like tall players. Did you see the video? He was getting bullied overseas. Did not see that. Dude, poster. Some like white center that was like, he was probably like 240. Like, he wasn't. It's very athletic looking. They're just not muscular, but you can see people bulk up. Yeah. I mean, the bi- big example would be Giannis. He was really skinny, athletic nightmare, but once he bulked up, he's one of the strongest players now. It's And yeah. Steven Adams as well was kind of skinnier, and now he's yeah. the strongest he, he's in the league. Huge now. He looks like Aquaman. He does look like Aquaman. You've seen him without the beard, right? Yeah. The worst one without the beard is Harden. Right? It's not even Ugly. close. He's terrible, yeah. Weak chin. Um. And the Kings, which um, second highest scoring game against the Clippers, one seventy six, one seventy five, ridiculous. Um, I believe with three minutes left to go into overtime, the Kings were down eleven, and um, De'Aaron Fox scored or assisted on sixteen points in the overtime. Uh, in the three minutes to lead to overtime. Wow. wow. Yeah, very. He has that clutch gene. I feel De'Aaron Fox, and he's so fast. The Kings. You can't count out the Kings right now. I I mean... I like the wood they're building, though. I do. That's what I'm saying. And they are making it fun. The whole beam team they have going on makes fans back them and make... They're the most... Hear me out. They're the most exciting team in California right now with the Warriors playing terrible. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. And the Lakers. The Kings are a fun team. Do you know where they're ranked? Three in the West right now. Yeah, I know Deep in the there. season. Which is crazy. Uh, they're three games ahead of the next team, which is the Suns. Which I think the Suns will go on a run, but they're on a three-game win streak right now, six and four in their last ten. Um, the Kings, I, they're—I don't think they're winning the West at all, no. but I could see them make it to winning a playoff <laughs> series. And I feel like another team that's really young, Darren Fox, Sabonis out there have been really balling on their own. Malik Monk, yep, um, which I believe he was college teammates with Darren Fox. Yeah, at Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Was, uh, is Davion Mitchell on that team? Uh, I believe so. Um, give me just a moment. I don't know. And um, Davion Mitchell, yeah. And Herder has been a pretty good. Um, yeah. Herder uh, has been a really good three point shooter, not in the three point competition, but <laughs> other than that, um, do you know he scored eight points? Do you know who has the lowest three point competition of all time? It'll shock you. Michael Jeffrey Jordan scored five. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, it, I could get five. <laughs> I might be. No, I could not get five. But it threw me off, definitely. Um, but, yeah, during that game, Malik Monk, 45 points, six assists, two rebounds. De'Aaron Fox, 42 points, 12 assists, five rebounds. So they combined for 87. <laughs> That's not bad. No. <laughs> Long game, double overtime. Kawhi also had 44 points, four assists, four rebounds. Kawhi's been playing a lot recently and balling. Yeah, they, not very talked about either. They've been losing, and that's why he hasn't been talked about. But Kawhi has been balling the last few weeks, actually. He's had a few 40-point games already, and he's playing a lot more minutes. Um, I, he's been averaging, in le- because he's gone to overtime a few times, averaging like 37, 38 minutes a game. Wow. And for Kawhi, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, other news, Tatum hit a game winner the other night. Um, that was but, a great game. Yeah, that was a great game. Well, I always like watching those games, the Sixers and Celtics. That's always a good matchup. Yeah, Sixers-Celtics is um, it's a lot of fun. Did you see the 
well, you saw, yeah, the game winner that before overtime that he almost hit, the one that went in, but it was like a quarter second too late. Yeah. Jason Tatum is another player that just really has that clutch gene. That's something you can't teach, and Jason Tatum is really good at it. Yeah, that he's a beast. Um, he's one of those guys like LeBron, um, Durant, Steph. Like, he's a closer. Yeah, he's a superstar. You would almost, if you're a Celtics fan, trust him with your life because <laughs> that's just—he's just that guy. No, he's—I wish we had Tatum. Yeah. No, he's that guy, the very clutch shooter. Uh, you want him? You a player you didn't mention as a clutch shooter though? Talking like with his life, Damian Lillard, yeah. seventy-one point second seventy-point game of the year out of in the NBA. Um, Damian Lillard, uh, Donovan Mitchell had seventy-one as well uh, against the Bulls, but against the Rockets, seventy-one points, six rebounds, six assists. Um, crazy, unreal. Uh, Damian won at the half. I knew he was gonna have a special night. Yeah, when, that, when locations. he's hot, he really is. He second most threes made in the game, uh, thirteen threes made in the game. Only second to Clay Thompson, who had fourteen in twenty eighteen. Um, I mean, it's not a great Rockets team, but seventy points it was ridiculous. He scored over half his team's points. Yeah, he sunned the Rockets. Yeah, and I don't know. You see a lot more scoring though from everyone now, and maybe it's a lack of defense, but. Um, People were saying lack of defense in that uh, Kings-Clippers game. If you saw, everyone was just on fire shooting. Like, there was good defense, good turnovers, like, created, all that. It's just, they yeah. were just shooting lights out. At some point, though, like, in the NBA, like, people say no defense. But at some point, you just can't stop some of these guys. That they're so gifted offensively that you could put a 10-foot picket fence in front of them and they'd still hit the shot. Like, yeah, no, the problem is with um, uh, being a defender is there gets to be a point where your bag is so deep that you can only hope that they miss the shot. Right. You can just hope to get a hand up and... That's the best you can do. Like, some of these players, like Kyrie could unveil 400 moves we've never seen, and he might have the deepest bag I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's yeah. just... <sighs> you never really know where these guys are going to pull out. There's a certain point... <laughs> there's a certain point where the offense just... It's unstoppable. For the most part, you you just shoot. They shoot. You put a hand up. You pray. Yeah. But um, imagine having to guard LeBron James. Like, what are you really gonna do? Or a player when he's on, like a Damian Lillard when he's on fire, you know? Or Clay Thompson, like historically when he's on fire, you can't. He's gonna hit everything. He can shoot from anywhere on the floor. He's actually he can go by you. One of the best dribblers, which is under talked about. Everyone only talks about his shooting. He gets a lot of steals as well. He's a good finisher too. Like yeah. he's slithery in there, um, he and he's good with contact as well. He's a good finisher for being as small as he is. Yeah, Curry really does it all, but people only talk about his shooting. Yeah, um, but Damian Lillard, over the last twenty-one games, is averaging thirty-nine points, averaging forty points per game in February. Not top ten in the MVP conversation anywhere right now. I feel like after tonight, he's going to be top ten, but it's still. He's so underappreciated this year as, like, the only player that's been balling for that. Yeah, and it's a Blazers team that is kind of on the edge for the playoff hunt. If you're talking most valuable player, you take away Dame from that team, though. They're awful. Oh, my God. They're still not even amazing. But, like, you take him away, and they have no shot. Everyone can really compete this year, though, because, I don't know, difference between the four seed and, like, the 12 seed is, like, three games. Yeah. The West is not very good. 
uh, anyone can come out of the West. Yeah, anyone can. The Lakers are still in it. The Blazers, even the Thunder are still in it. Um, if you get into the Western Conference playoffs this year, you have as good a shot as anybody. If you want to hear this, okay. So, in order from the Suns, have are 10 games back from first, okay? Mm-hmm. Clippers 10.5, Mavs 11, Warriors 11.5, 12 for Jazz, 12.5 Timberwolves, Pelicans 12.5 as well, 13 Blazers, 13.5 Lakers, 14 Thunder, okay? So, they're all within four games of each other. All within four games. Spurs, 28.5 games back. Hmm. Rockets, 29. Yeah. A big drop-off. Those teams are way out of it, but everyone else is in it in the West. There are 13 teams that can make the playoffs in the West right now. Yeah. Which, if you get in, you have a shot. Yeah. Um, <coughs> other news, Jokic, uh, they're far ahead, actually, in the West. They're the only team way ahead of everyone. Uh, them and the Grizzlies, and they're still, like, five games on the Grizzlies. Um, Jokic, who I have as my MVP right now, 40 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. 99th career triple-double. He's crazy. He's like, I don't know how he does it, man. <sighs> he he just doesn't look athletic. No, he, and he doesn't, he, he's really not. Like, he's not no. fast. He can't jump. He's just a, he's a gifted passer. He's tall enough to get rebounds. He's a smart player. Yeah. And he knows how to position himself, and his passes are just beautiful. Yeah, That's a big man. He's the best passing big man of all time. I yeah. I, I definitely agree, and he just, I don't know how he does it. He, he'll drop forty every single night, man. He j- it just slowly too. His post work is a work of art, though. Yeah, I mean it has to be because of the lack of athleticism, like we said. But he's just a lot of fun to watch. I saw someone like a, someone said, "Hot take: Jokic is a boring player to watch," <laughs> and I just don't agree because he does everything. Yeah, I just he's a you know once he gets the ball, something good's gonna happen. Yeah, and his shooting percentage is so high this year anyway. A lot of it, obviously, around the rim, but he shoots over people all the time. And just to – you never know what he's going to do. Right. He can shoot in your face. He, you know, he gets rebounds and everything. But he, he can either shoot. He makes an amazing pass. He runs an offense as a center. Yeah. You don't I, – I can't say I've ever seen a center point hybrid, really. No, I mean, MB tries to be, but he's not really a dribbler. And that's why they acquired Harden, I think, is, like, he can bring the ball up and start the offense up. That being said, Embiid's probably my number two. He's never made first-team All-NBA. Yeah, and, I mean, if he played in any other era, he definitely would. Has he made an All-NBA team? Second teams, yeah. He's made second teams. I'm okay. sure he's probably made at least one first team. But, I mean, Jokic is blocking him from a lot of accolades that I think will, uh, I mean, it'll hurt Embiid's legacy, like, Obviously, he's one of the best centers I've ever seen play. But no. just having another center that is just a little bit better than you at the same exact time uh, is yeah. unfortunate for Embiid. Jokic has blocked him every year. Yeah. Four time Embiid, four time All NBA second team, never a first team, which is ridiculous. They probably won't be first team this year. And I yeah. want wanted to say Embiid, like. MVP and it sucks for him, but Jokic has just been balling like that. Yeah, and three I, people are complaining. No, three-time MVP, kind of deserve. If you're the best player, you deserve it. If it really went to the best player, LeBron would have a lot more. Jordan would have a lot more. Mm-hmm. It really just. I don't like the narrative. Oh, he's won it already. So he's still the best. Yeah. LeBron should have way more MVPs. Yeah, Jordan as well. It's just if you're the best, you're the best. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's why I like the. The Ballon d'Or, like the soccer award, uh-huh. like it was always either Ronaldo or Messi. Like nobody else ever won. It. They're the best. Yeah, and I, they deserve it because of that. Um, I only have one co- um 
Yeah, only a few college ones. Uh, Arizona State stunned number seven Arizona with a sixty foot game winner. Yeah, on the road, buzzer beater. Oh my god, that was insane. Arizona State needed that win to to stay on the bubble, and that might just put them over the edge. Well, especially against a high ranked Arizona rival matchup too, hitting that game winner. Really good game throughout, but that. I got a question for you. Would you rather hit that shot at home or on the road? I feel like at home because, okay, maybe not in the NBA, but in the college environment around your peers and everything, you'd be sick at home. But to shut up all the haters being yeah. an unranked team like Arizona State has to feel so – I have, said on the road because, like, imagine that feeling, man. You feel like you just put the whole city down. Like, See, there's two differences. You could either at home feel on top of the world, like you're him, you're the best player, you know, you just did that. Or you do it on the road and you feel like the coldest person to walk the world. Yeah, dude, that'd like, be so sick. Oh, my God. Silence everybody. I, yeah, it, I, oh, which celebrations is so sick about. I love celebrations where they just silent. They hit the shot and they walk off. Mm-hmm. Like, it, oh, my God, shut the crowd up completely. Everyone head down, walking back. I like, feel like the ride back to school would be awesome, too, like when you get back. Bus rides were always one of my favorite parts about sports. And, I, oh, my God, you're you're a legend after that, though. Pete. Especially though, you go home, people are, people are buying you food. Yeah, people are like celebrating. Campus. Yeah, you're you're the big name. Everyone knows you. I feel like, hear me out. I feel like it'd be so much sicker to hit a game winner like that in college than the NBA. Oh, absolutely. Like just the atmosphere. Like it obviously your national TV NBA, but to hit that in college, I I just think it's it'd be a sick experience. The atmosphere is so much better in a crowd. Oh my so. god, especially a big school. Maybe not like if I hit the game winner like that for Alfred University. Uh, <laughs> compared to like the Lakers, but you're like a big, a big school like uh, Arizona State being a ranked number seven Your rival on the road. Yeah, to stay alive for March Madness. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, Florida State beat Miami at the buzzer. Uh, they were trailing by 23 at halftime. Yeah, Miami a ranked team. Florida State having a rough year. Yeah, no, what a meltdown. Yeah. Uh, Miami just might have just cost themselves the chance to win the ACC regular season title by losing that game, actually. No, it's a big loss. Yeah. All Pitt has to do now is beat Notre Dame to win it, clinch at least a share of it, and they also play Miami in the final game of the regular season. See, these teams with these unranked teams put don't put their foot down, and they take them lightly, and it always ends up like this where it's like, oh, we got them. <laughs> These, whether they're ranked or not, they're college hoopers. They're they know how to ball. Yeah, and you let the team get hot, you let the team get confident, and you're out of it now. After taking them lightly, you're screwed. Listen to this. Yeah, fifty four thirty one Miami lead at halftime. Yeah, second half fifty four to thirty Florida State. Almost <laughs> the exact opposite. Flip flopped. Yeah, great comeback though. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. Finally, uh, after that, I believe we have top five college environments or like all around college teams. Yeah, for all sports. Yeah, all sports. Sports programs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got mine. Um, I'll let you start. Go from the bottom up. Oh, okay. <sighs> Give me a minute. Bottom up. I might have. Michigan's definitely up there. I'm trying to think. Of I have Michigan as an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Michigan, USC's up there, maybe. I have Michigan as an honorable mention just because of the lack of championships. Yeah. Compared to some of these other schools. Um, Especially as of late. 
But Michigan baseball is really good. Michigan football, obviously, best in the Big Ten right now. Michigan basketball is awesome. Are we talking all-time historically? Yeah. Okay. Here, give me your five first. Number five, I have Notre Dame. You have them at five. See, I'd put them higher, I feel. Just because if you include, like, their women's sports as well. and Yeah. Um, women's basketball might be the best of all time. It's right up there, yeah. Football, obviously, legendary program. Men's basketball is in the uh, top ten all-time in wins. Just mm-hmm. they, the, the only thing for me, they don't have any national championships in basketball, men's basketball. Um, baseball historically hasn't been uh, outstanding. Lately, they've been better. They were College World Series last season. So that's why I think I have to put them at five because baseball has been underwhelming historically as well as men's basketball hasn't won a national championship. Yeah, valid. Um, I feel like USC I might have like on my five just because USC as a basketball program historically has been very great and even better I believe would be their football program, mm-hmm. which is, you know, historically been great. You know, uh, the Rose Bowl, all that has been – Phenomenal, but you have uh, people like um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know USC alumni. Which he went to UCLA. Or that's what I was talking about UCLA. I yeah. don't know why I said USC. I, I was say yeah. I was describing UCLA. That was my second honorable mention was UCLA. Okay, I was describing USC. Oh my god, I messed that up completely. My bad, guys. Describing <laughs> UCLA the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went there. Um, you know their football program has been awesome. Their basketball program has been pretty awesome as well. Baseball's been really good. And their yeah baseball. Um, yeah baseball. Um, Russell Westbrook was also um UCLA, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson went to UCLA. Did not know that Troy one. Troy Aikman. Uh, football. You have Jonathan Ogden. Yeah. yeah Troy Aikman. Uh, MJD went there, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um. And they've always had a pretty good women's basketball. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, volleyball has been pretty good. Track and field has been a solid program there. So I feel like UCLA just all around has been pretty successful. Not the best compared to a lot of these other schools, but just all around very good program. Yeah, they're, the, they're one of the top standard programs for any sport. So Yeah. Number four for me, I have LSU. See, I was going to put LSU at number three, and that's because, okay, uh, LSU to me, their football program – uh, not last year, but previous years. One of the best. Ever. One of the best. That Joe Burrow team was insane. Um, and football's not their best sport. Mm-hmm. I feel like basketball has been great, but I don't know if you've seen it, but their track highlights. LSU yeah. has the best track program, won the best track program, top three for the last 20 years. Yeah, and they have a really good baseball program, too. They've won some national yeah. championships. Oh, yeah, their baseball program's sick. Um, Gymnastics, obviously, one of the best in the nation right now. Yeah. These sports that you don't think about is where LSU has actually thrived a lot, too. So I feel yeah. like just all around, and especially, like I said, with the track and field, like the women's track and field is number one every year. And men's is right up there as well. Everyone wants to run for LSU. So that's why it's my number three. Um, My number four is that's where I'll probably end up putting Notre Dame mm-hmm. just because the women's basketball, recently not so much with football, but historically with football they've been a pretty good program. Yeah. Their men's basketball has been pretty solid. Um, I don't know, just a lot of sports that they've thrived in, I feel. Uh, baseball is, uh, you They're know. the best fencing program of all time, too, if you didn't know that. I did not know that. Const- like, they've won the national championship for I don't know how many years in a row now. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I would never think of fencing. Um. I believe fencing now is uh, for University of California at Pennsylvania, August Cox. Shout out August Cox from Smithport. Um, so, yeah, LSU, obviously a sick program. Um, yeah, 
Number four, though, for my number four. You had Notre Dame, right? Yeah, I had Notre Dame. Um, Number three, I had, who did I have three? LSU. You had three. LSU. I had Alabama. Alabama. See, Alabama, I also have bumped up a little bit. Just because Bama, that football program is the best the in the best last. of all time. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Every year, when they lose a game, people are, okay, you beat, Tennessee beat them in the regular season, okay? They storm the field, which, fair enough, but they take down the goalpost and end up dumping it in the river and stuff yeah. of that nature for a regular, regular season, season game. game you know, that's when you know you're one of the best teams, if that's a regular season game. They have absolutely dominated everyone. There's multiple songs about Alabama football, how people hate Alabama football. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Um, Their uh, basketball program is very good as well. The basketball program is always underrated because it's all everything's overshadowed by that football program. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about their baseball? I don't know much about baseball in Alabama. Um, I mean, not the best historically, mm-hmm. but I think just the football program and the weight of the football program at least puts them at number three because that's the standard program that everybody looks up to. Uh, gymnastics is very good. Yep. Um, track and field. Volleyball, I don't. I, I'm not sure about volleyball. Yeah. So, but I mean Alabama football, Alabama basketball. Their women's basketball is really good too. So. Who's your number two? North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I just their football program wasn't strong enough for me. Yeah. It, historically, no. But recently, it's been pretty, pretty. Good. It's been good recently, just historically. But look at their that basketball, basketball program. Baseball's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Tracks awesome. Though. I'd have them as an honor roll. I feel just because historically not super strong, but still amazing. Because I think like Alabama football, but when I think college basketball, I think North Carolina. Yes, so. you have to. Them That's, and Duke, but yeah. Duke I feel like isn't strong in much of anything else. Baseball and basketball. <laughs> I mean, look, their Duke's really good with lacrosse, obviously too. Just their football program's not good enough for me to put on See, this list. Lacrosse is another one I haven't looked into. Notre we'll Dame's good at lacrosse. So that's why I have them at five as well. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that's fair enough, though. I understand it. And number one for you? Florida. Florida. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a consensus pick. Uh, football. At literally everything. Yeah, football, obviously a big one historically with the whole Tebow team, Aaron Hernandez. You had, a, you know, you had ballers on that. Um, you had the pounce. Before that, like in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Florida has been a good program i mean right now i feel like the last five six years have not been their strongest in their program's history but i feel like florida is always still a solid team gets all right out recruits i feel like with the titles they won have been crazy basketball they're always good too oh yeah those national titles in 06 07 were awesome yeah um, the great they've been to many elite eights recently no um she a team in 2017 was really good um Baseball, incredible baseball. Baseball, um, yeah. 2006 World Series MVP, David Eckstein. NFL all-time rushing leader, Emmett Smith, went there. Yes, he did. Uh, swimming really good. Uh, six-time Olympic gold medalist for the uh, U.S., Ryan Locke. Um, Ryan Lockheed went to Florida. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, their women's tennis has always won the top-rated tennis programs in the country. Huh. Has been forever, yeah. I'm sure their track team is really good too. I mean, being their track team is also really good. Um, I don't know. I feel like just their titles all around have <coughs> been 
just great. The big three is obviously football, baseball, basketball. They're great in all of them. So that's what put them at the top for me. Hmm. Um, I'm just reading around. Um, if I had to throw another audible mention out, I'd probably throw Texas out there. Yep, fair. Um, one second. University of Florida made a historic achievement, uh, clinched all three Southeastern Conference sports titles of the 2016-17 season. Every sport. Yep. Which is ridiculous. Um, and one note's funny. No other team has done it in history. It was the 16th, t- 16th time that the Gators have done that. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. League titles. Do you, they have 234 total league titles in their history for the major sports. Wow. For the SEC? Jeez. Ridiculous, huh? Yeah, and especially in that conference. That's the best conference in America in everything. <sighs> wow. Um, and then 30 um, – NCAA championships, 30 trophies for that. Two for the men's basketball team, three for football, seven for women's tennis. Seven's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. No, it's a lot. Really cool though, but I think Florida has to be number one. Uh, if I had to choose a school for me to go to though, Notre Dame. I just feel like the atmosphere, the football games, the green. Uh, I'd love it. Yeah. But. Um, I always said like, because I've always been a baseball guy. If I had to go, if I had to choose to go to any school to play at in the country. I always wanted to go to North Carolina. I thought that would have been sick. North Carolina would have been sick. Has Virginia ever been on your list? Um, For, like, the programs? Yeah. I don't think their football is good enough. No? Really elite men's basketball. Really elite baseball. That's what I'm saying for the baseball. Football just bad, historically. No. Not even, like, mediocre. Just bad. No, they're just bad, yeah. That's fine. I mean, there's a lot of schools that are really good basketball teams that suck at everything else, which is surprising. But Vandy's literally only good at baseball. Yeah, <laughs> that's a baseball. But they have school. a top baseball program. The best, I think. The one where you see weird programs succeed is hockey. Yeah. Um, Minnesota. A lot of Minnesota teams. Minnesota Duluth. Michigan as well, Boston right? University. Michigan hockey is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Michigan's got to be honorable mention. They're good at everything, too. Michigan is really good at everything. The only thing for me is their baseball program hasn't been good until lately. But their men's basketball has historically been good, along with the football program. Even if they haven't won national championships recently, they're yeah. still very good. Um, honorable mention for me might be um, for just re- with um, different sports would be Stanford. Yeah. Stanford has a lot of uh, has a few Olympic gold medalists. Uh, they had Tiger two, Woods was a Stanford grad. Yeah, two Olympic gold medalists um, were in Rio 2016. Um, but they also produce a lot of like tennis players. They turned a few or they make a few uh, major league baseball players. They had John Elway at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanford. Andrew Luck. Right now, it's kind of like the Ivy League of the West, but um, I just. For me, Stanford, when I think of Stanford now, I don't think of them as a threat in football, basketball. That's why they're an honorable mention is historically, yes. Now, definitely not. No. In anything, really. No. Um, They used to have good rival, like good ma- or games with Notre Dame all the way back then. Yeah, they freaking beat them last year. Yeah, they did beat them last year. That was disappointing. <laughs> well, any closing remarks, Brando? Um, No. 
Not really. No? Just thought it was pretty good. Yeah, any shout-outs? Shout-out Josh King. <laughs> love you, man. Shout-out Riley King. Shout-out Riley King. Also love you, man. Shout-out Tara Rolf. Shout-out Todd. Shout-out Wendy. <laughs> I think that's all we have. Hey, thank you guys for listening to episode five of uh, the Booth Review. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Sui. Sui. Also, shout out Devin Williams because he asked for it. Bye, guys.